Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske. Hello, Sample Chapter listeners. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Sample Chapter Podcast. This is episode 239, and this week we are going to be sitting down with Greg Hallmark. He is joining us to discuss his debut novel, Jump, the Robert March Chronicles. And what a fantastic book and a story that he has to tell us. Uh, we're going to be discussing the hero's journey, the amazing creative process. And, and when it comes to creativity, Greg is really a very driven, a very creatively driven guy. Uh, he has a lot of irons in the fire, so to speak. Likes to do lots of different things, as you're going to find out, because one of the special things about his reading that you're going to hear next week, but you get some information about this today, is that his book is read to you by AI. And uh, you're going to hear all about that in this episode, what went into it and how he did it. And uh, it's, it's going to be really cool. So uh, stay tuned for that here in just a moment. There's just so much good stuff. So... Uh, I want to make sure that you uh, click that link in the show notes for our podcast friends, the Pop Goes to Culture crew over there. Uh, the network has about a half a dozen other shows and also the affiliate of the show, Writer's Block Coffee. And uh, they've got three delicious flavors that you're going to love. So click those links in the show notes to find out more about those. And of course, if you want to reach out to the show, you can do so via email at samplechapterpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, reach out to me there. But meanwhile, we've got a great episode for you. And uh, without further ado, let's hop on over to that interview with Greg Hallmark. Hello, Sample Chapter listeners. Hey, welcome back. This week I have a I have a very unique guest that I cannot wait to get to know. I am speaking with Greg Hallmark. He is a, a web developer, college instructor, and a writer based in Nashville, Tennessee. He is a U.S. Army veteran, having served in the 11th Armored Cavalry Regiment during the Cold War era, and uh, he's here today to discuss his first book, Jump: The Robert March Chronicles. So, ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome to the show, Greg Hallmark. Hey, Greg, how you doing, man? I'm good. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you here. If uh, your your email caught me at just the right moment, and uh, you know, I, of course, whenever somebody emails me and says it's my first book, I I <laughs> I have a a weak spot for that. So I instantly was like, oh, I got to pull this up, and and then you sent me the links to uh, check out the audio and everything. So this is uh, this is really great. Well, I appreciate you having me on on your show, Jason. Thank you so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. So are you, you've got a, uh, a, a you know, couple of careers in your background before you became a writer. Uh, give us a little bit of your history leading up to um, you know, where you are today as a, as a writer. Yeah. Well, um, as you mentioned in your intro, I was in the Army uh, for a while. Um, got out, went to college. On the GI Bill, the old one. Um, while I was in college, I got into the um, the kind of the communications business, to put it 
very generically. Uh, I worked for a commercial photographer for a while and then worked at a, um, a local TV station uh, in Shreveport, where I'm from, uh, and did a little bit of everything in that field. Uh, moved to Nashville, had a couple of various jobs, um, mostly in sales, <laughs> but um, I, I was an early adapter of the internet and I uh, the last place that I worked for an employer um, I, I was a salesperson but also I was kind of the guy that did uh, other like everything else as well there's all seems like in every organization there's somebody who is kind of like in charge of uh, you know uh, the company newsletter mm. uh, or arranging the entertainment at the company Christmas party every year, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. I was that guy. And um, I uh, I got wind of this new thing called the World Wide Web <laughs> back <laughs> in like 90, uh, 94, mm -hmm. 93, 94. And um, I I, kind of, I I wasn't a computer guy, uh, but I, I, you know, I was I was intrigued by the whole idea. And long story short, I ended up doing a website for that business, and uh, it was like literally the first website in that industry in Nashville. Actually, I think in the whole state of Tennessee, and oh, wow. it got a lot of sort of like media attention, you know. Mm -hmm. The guy that owned that place owned a, like a whole string of those businesses. And he's like, do one for all of them. And I did. And uh, kind of long story short, a year later, I quit my day job. And uh, I started, I had, a, uh, I started a small web development firm. Uh, and I've been doing that forever. Um, and, um, a couple of years ago, uh, I, I started teaching web development at a, a local art college here in Nashville called NOSI College of Art and Design, and uh, I really love it. Um, so that's kind of my weird little career path, but here we sit. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, though. You, you uh, refreshed my memory there for a moment of... Uh... I remember the morning for whatever reason I was up early enough. Uh, I was in my twenties back in the nineties. I remember waking up early one day and watching good morning America. And they were discussing that new thing, the World Wide web yeah. and how, you know, it, it's, they think it's going to change the world and what it can do. And I just remember sitting there eating some cereal and going, wow, that, that sounds incredible. Yeah. And, couple of years before that when i was serving i remember a friend of mine he bought a, a computer and he was showing me like how to connect to the phone and then we could communicate with people elsewhere and i was like well who is this guy and he goes i don't know we're yeah in this, we're in this thing called a chat room I'm like right right <laughs> i remember that it's like what this is insane I'm yeah like, it was like so like, like how much is my phone bill gonna be oh my gosh yeah you know what i mean 
Yes. I mean, it's like this person could be in like Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then the days funny. of the days of dial up and then yeah. uh, you know, God forbid your local server was down and so you got one out of town and then yeah, you talk about a phone bill. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man. So at, at what point uh, along that line then I guess uh, you you know you, you started working with the development and whatever what what made you get into uh, to the writing well I've, I've always written yeah. uh, kind of sporadically uh, uh, throughout my whole life ever since I was little I was always making up stories uh, and uh, you know just kind of off and on and uh, I'd never written a book before. Uh, I'd written a couple of screenplays, one of them that actually got optioned. It was never made. I didn't make any money off of it. Hmm. But so, I, you know, I was kind of familiar with that. Plus, I was um, I was kind of a, a, a filmmaker as well. I've had some short films that I've worked on, either directed or edited uh, in film festivals, uh, that kind of. So I was always and you know i worked in tv for a long time so i was a technical director so i I was always kind of in the technical end of communications uh and plus i was just generally kind of uh you know creative you know uh, especially you know writing Mm -hmm. um but i'd never written a book and so i i you know I wrote one <laughs> <laughs> like on purpose. <laughs> uh, um, I had an idea uh, that came to me. It was actually um, 20, 2019. Mm. Um, and it came so clear. I mean, I remember actually where I was. I was in the car on a certain street. My wife was driving. Um and this idea just came into my head kind of out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I, I think creative people frequently experience that, you know, you read about, especially yeah. songwriters, you know? Yeah, so, absolutely. I don't know where the song came from. It just came through me, but it came from somewhere else. And it's kind of like that. And, and this idea with a story was, uh, so good i mean just such a solid kind of nugget that you could actually like take and run with whether or not i'd be able to or not that's a different question but the (laughs) idea itself i thought yeah this could be this could be interesting um so uh I, i just sit down one day and the first couple of chapters just fell out I mean, literally, just blow up, boom, there you are. I love that. Kind of like the songwriting thing, you know. I don't know. I just came to. Mm-hmm. Of course, the 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 next, you know, fifteen chapters were like painful, <laughs> difficult. Yeah, you know, I knew, where, I knew where I was going, but you know, just because you know where you're going, there doesn't mean 
there's not a mountain between you and there. Oh yeah. Or a, or a cliff. And uh, so that's, that's kind of how it happened. Pretty much. Oh, um, and I, I have a friend uh, here in Nashville, an old friend of mine um, who is uh, actually, he's a, he's a book editor. Um, he, he's actually a music journalist, which is a pretty good sort of line of work to be in in Nashville. Uh, yeah, I'd say. That's sort of like his, you know, how he makes money. But he also edits books. Um, and he's actually written a book. He, he wrote a book um, probably three years ago uh, about Bob Dylan that did really well. And anyway, he's he's a he edits other people's books as well. And I was talking to him about this idea that I had, and and he basically said, "You got to write it. You know, I'll help you with it. I'll be your editor." Nice. And so he he and yeah, that was that was a huge huge uh, help benefit. I mean, having an editor is just the difference between night and day. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, having an editor or or just anybody within that world. Like for me, it was discovering a writing group here locally. I just kind of kept spinning my wheels for years, uh, uh, rewriting my first couple of chapters over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And when I found out there was a local group, I was like, all right, I'm going to go. And and I threw caution to the wind. I came prepared with the pages I'd written. And sure enough, they were like, yeah, yeah, let's read what you got. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they were able to like, help give me some direction and be like all right well everything you've got here i mean it sounds great but you're giving me exposition you're giving us background information yeah. that we don't really need you, know, right. you you need it so that you can write but you know the rest of the story is isn't starting until chapter three and i'm looking at it going mm-hmm. man they're right they're right and yeah it, it was groundbreaking for me to hear some of that stuff and and start mm-hmm. really moving forward with the story and it, it's changed everything for me having that group and I don't get to meet with them as much as I, as I had before, but uh, still I, I tune in every once in a while through zoom or every blue moon, I get to go and actually sit in on a meeting, but uh, yeah, it's, it's great having that. And then you were like, you were talking about with the writing process, the create their creatively. Yeah. Creativity process is just amazing. It, the way it comes to you, whether it's in dreams or somebody says a phrase that kind of sticks in our heads and we're like that's a funny thing to say and why you know why would you say it like that and the next thing you know you get this story idea that's running 100 miles an hour in a different direction it's it's crazy and the things that i've written i know i remember the moments where they came to my mind where i was like oh yeah i'm i'm writing about that and it's it's amazing how that how that starts yeah it it, it is i mean it and it sounds mystical um and i guess it is it is mystical um but i mean you know it kind of sounds like it could be bs you know what i mean oh yeah you've experienced it and Mm -hmm. uh and i have i've experienced it not only with this book but but, uh, other things that i've created where it just seems like okay, well, this idea is just sitting, there. and and all of us apparently it was already out there, and and somehow or other it just it it used me as a channel 
to mm. be like realized. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, it, it, it's it's pretty amazing when that happens. You know, it's it's. I've written a few songs as well, and I have I have a lot of. I'm not a musician per se, but I have a lot of friends who are musicians here in Nashville. It's kind of hard not to have friends that are musicians. In this town. <laughs> and I've been involved in some co-writing uh, experiences with those friends. And, um, and it's kind of like that. It, it It's, it's sort of magic in a way, uh, but like real magic. I mean, it's some kind of supernatural. There's a supernatural element to it. And I don't want to get all, you know, you know, crazy about it or anything. But oh no, nothing, nothing crazy here on this show because I know my wife has learned over the years. Sometimes I'm writing in the living room, and she'll be watching something, or we're we're kind of half watching something like reruns or whatever. So I, that's when I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to write instead of watching something I've seen a hundred times. Yeah, okay. How many times can you watch a Friends episode? Yeah. And. uh I'll I'll start giggling and laughing about something I'm writing and my wife will look at me and like, Oh yeah, sorry. She goes like, yeah, your characters are talking to you again, aren't they? So, yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, no, this, this guy. It reminds, me, it reminds me of a, 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 maybe a t-shirt or a meme or whatever uh, that I've seen it, uh, that goes, uh, are, are the voices in my head bothering you? <laughs> oh my gosh that's um, fantastic like and 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 when you that's one thing that i really um experienced when i was writing jump on my book um a world is created mm -hmm. uh, it's like a, I, it's a story world um and that's i think you know um, that's when you know you're really on to something when the world that you're really creating um, becomes almost real. Oh, yeah. Uh, characters become real people with real characteristics and real personalities. Um, you know, their actions become like real. Um, mm -hmm. And a whole sort of world um, opens up um, and when you're in that you know it could go anywhere I mean it, it it's it's like a world you could go you know you could go left rather than right or you know straight ahead whatever I mean mm. there's, there's a whole world to explore once you're in that mode and once you've kind of cracked that, egg you know once you're in it um it it starts to expand um and this is and and that's writing a, a book as opposed to a short story or a song or whatever um has shown that to me uh, you know because it's it's a book is expansive i mean it's it's a a large sort of palette that you're working on um there's no sort of limit to it yeah you know it could be a hundred pages long 
or it could be 500 pages long. Um, it could last three days, or it could last three centuries, or three millennia. Um, so that that's that's one thing that I experienced in writing a book, as opposed to other um, writing things that I've been involved in, is just the scope of it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a little bit. It can. It's it's you know. On the one hand, it's kind of daunting, like holy crap, <laughs> yeah. Where do I go? Uh, but on the other hand, it's also kind of liberating. Sure, know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I've so far I've I've written most of my stuff is like contemporary. It's you know today's timeline that kind of thing, uh, except for my most recent where it's alternate history eighties, um, and that's been. Well, the hardest thing for me was to figure out what year I wanted to make everything stop and like, okay, there's no more movies, no more music, anything else after this year. So it's been, that was a headache. I did not know I was getting into. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, cause I, I would want to make a comment on some movie and went, wait a minute, that came out late. Like, hey, yeah. is that going to work? Oh, that doesn't work. I can't use that. I'm like, okay. Uh, but like in your case here, the, I mean, you got this, mystery thriller it's military sci-fi it's like near future right it's, i mean this yeah. is, it's a whole nother world future world so yeah it's 10 years from now okay um and, and which you know uh there were similar issues to what you were describing with your alternate history wait a minute that movie came out after the end of uh, you know after my, my mm -hmm. time but obviously different you know it's like okay how do we you know, uh, sort of project 10 years from now. Plus, um, <laughs> to top it off, um, it's all about the multiverse. <laughs> so oh. not only are there, not only are we 10 years ahead, but there's multiple versions of the world 10 years from now. So it got complicated, man. It really... <laughs> I ended up having to create a database, literally a spreadsheet mm -hmm. of dates just to keep track of who was born where, when or when. Oh yeah. When this happened, when that happened, when you know what was happening, you know, on this date with our multiple characters. Uh, yeah. Literally, I've got a database to keep all that sort of organized. I uh, yeah, I wound up. I use I use Scrivener for my writing, and okay. I've I've ended up having to go in and create the individual characters, how they relate to each other, the places, and uh, a timeline. And that way, whichever book I'm working on, or one, two, three, or going on forward from there, I I can always go back because uh, that uh information can carry forward i can bring it forward into the next book yeah uh, so it just kind of keeps growing with each yeah. one and it's it's been hugely helpful because i've had so many times where i went oh wait what was that guy's name in book one mm -hmm. i forgot and go back right, and, try and right. try and find that and <laughs> so scrivener does all that for you yeah, they have uh they've got quite a, a really cool database in there. You can keep track of your characters. Um there's even a cork board where you can kind of do like a murder board and how things interact with each other. Uh it's it's, it's really cool, really cool stuff. You can move it and you can move chapters around so you don't have to ah. 
you don't have to like search for you know scroll 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 like in word or anything like that you can wow. just actually make up different chapters and then move them around um, yeah, even cool. on the even on the corkboard it's it's really great it's really great it's been very helpful because somehow I, I managed not to know about that i did it, <laughs> i did it the old-fashioned way man i just opened opened a pages document and started writing uh, yeah i think we all have to go through that i think we have to go through that i was aware of scrivener about halfway through my first book but i stuck it out i was like oh no i'm, I'm doing it old-fashioned but then afterwards uh, when i wrote my next one like oh let me try out this scrivener thing everybody keeps talking about and oh my goodness yeah. it, it changed my life <laughs> I, I will definitely check it out yeah so like this world came to life everything was just coming at you like you said you knew the world you knew the character uh, you know we, we all have that mountain in the middle uh, where it's kind of muddy did you know how you wanted it to end yeah 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 i knew how i wanted it to end um and uh, so the way it went with with me um, is uh, in October or November, roughly uh, 2019, uh, I, 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 I wrote the first two or three chapters. And um, by, the, you know, the end of that, my friend, the uh, editor, Daryl, by the way, his name is Daryl Sanders, wrote a really good book. Um, it's on Amazon. Check it out. But. Um, if you're a Bob Dylan fan or not, it's a good book. But anyway, um, by kind of the end of that little period, October, November, 2019, he had, he had got on board with me, um, and had read the first couple of chapters and started to really encourage me. And, uh, shortly after that, um, COVID happened and the world shut down and everything got weird mm -hmm. uh, 2020 and for some I, I don't have an explanation but you would think that would have been the year that I would really write the book because you know what else are you going to do yeah I didn't write a word the whole 2020 Okay. Uh, it was, it was, but I was thinking about it every day. I was, I go on a walk every day. I walk kind of a mile. I got a little loop that I walk every morning. I, I would, I would think, okay, what's going to happen next? What happens after that? So I was, I was living with the idea for a whole year. And finally, uh, 2021, January, I got back into it. And and I knew where I was going from the very beginning. I knew what the final chapter was. And um, so 2021, I start writing again. I'm starting to make some progress. I get about, I don't know, another five or six chapters. Uh, and I hit another sort of uh, block, I guess you would call it. I hate mm. to use that term, writer's block. But maybe it was that. Maybe, maybe that's what it was. But I quit writing for a while. And I really, I started to think, man, you know, am I going to finish this thing or not? And my friend Daryl was just, you know, spurring me on. I mean, come on, man, you need to write this thing. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I know, I, I just, I, I don't know where, you know, we had a lot of discussions about it. 
And finally, one day, I don't know, it was spring, like April 2021, roughly. He asked me that question. He said, do you know how it's going to end? And I said, oh, yeah, I know when it's going to end. He said, well, write that chapter. Mm. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. I know what that chapter is going to be. So I went ahead and wrote it. And that opened the floodgate. That that cleared out whatever weirdness that was preventing me from continuing. Um, mm -hmm. And I knocked it out. I mean, nice. I just finished it up. And, you know, probably four or five months, I was done. It was short. One of the problems with Jump um, is that it's not really long enough to be called a novel. It's, it's a novella. Okay. Which is not really a viable commercial product um, traditionally. Okay. Of course, mm -hmm. some of the greatest books ever written were novellas. Sure. Um, if I was... Uh, if I was really smart, I'd be able to name a couple of them, which I can't at the moment, but <laughs> trust me. Some of the beats. Anyway. So and so my friend Daryl, he's like, you got it's gotta be longer. And I'm like, I don't think it it doesn't want to be longer. It but what came to me is actually it's the first of a series, right? Okay. Um, it's the first of, I've got five books planned, counting this one, right? There's five books, all all connected. It's a series, right? Mm -hmm. Really, in the end, I mean, if I ever do actually write the other four, um, they could all be one, right? So Jump, which is book one of the Robert March Chronicles, um, would be almost like a almost like an introduction to the whole thing. I mean, it's kind of like an overview in a way, but it works by itself as well, um, I think. So um, so long story short, writing the final chapter was what really helped me kind of get the ball rolling again. That's great. That's great. Yeah, I love that. And it, cause I, I do similar things. I don't always write chronologically. I'll jump ahead when I've got something in my mind. I'll jump ahead and, and write what's what I'm thinking of just for the idea, just for progress so yeah. I can keep going. And sometimes doing that, it's well, like you said, it opens the floodgates and I realize, oh, yeah, OK, I can go back to this other chapter now and fill yes. in how, how we get here. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly how it works. Yeah. yeah it's so, a great technique. So tell us about uh, the Robert March Chronicles. What uh, what is Jump about? Well, uh yeah. Um as we talked about it takes place in the near future, 10 years from now. Uh the protagonist Robert March uh is a uh a world famous pet guy all right think think of kind of a cross between elon musk and steve jobs kind okay. of that that level and he has uh, a company um in silicon valley uh he has discovered uh 
the methodology, the techniques, the science, the technology, or whatever, uh, that it will enable everyone on the planet to have uh, free, useful solar energy. Okay. Right. And it's like huge paradigm shift. I mean, it's like big, um, you know, it's a big deal, you know. Yeah. And he's, uh, as the book opens, um, he's, He's in the middle of uh, all of that, just totally collapsing. Um, he's, uh, his company has uh, unexpectedly and spectacularly failed. Okay. And um, so he, he, um, he's lost. He's on the verge of losing everything. Um, plus, he has a personal tragedy that ha it, it's like the worst scenario for a man to be in. I mean, just he's publicly, you know, humiliated. Um, you know, the media has just gone crazy over all of this. You know how they they love to, uh, you know, pounce on failures. Uh, spectacular failures, especially if they were famous, right? Oh, yeah. This, this guy was. So he, he's having the worst, you know, the worst period of a person's life that you can imagine. Uh, and then this personal tragedy happens. Um, and he's decided to end it all. He's decided to um, take his own life. Um, in a very sort of public and you know spectacular way, um, but right before that happens, uh, he gets a phone call that 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 causes him to step back from the edge, and but it leads him into this incredible, um, complex conspiracy that he was unknowingly part of he's a military veteran army veteran and but he's been out you know for years and he became this you know superstar tech guy he completely left that world behind he thought um but this phone call pulls him back into it um and it it turns out that he's part of an experiment uh, or was back uh, during the time that he was in the army, and uh, and there's some really incredible, strange things that are happening that he gets sucked into, uh, <laughs> so that begins the adventure. Uh, you know, it's just one thing after another. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really spectacular, like you said. I mean, it's it's I, I've had the pleasure of, of uh, checking out chapter one and uh yeah i mean it, it all is kind of coming to a head and then the uh the rug gets pulled out and then and then that hook at the end of the phone call and what that's about just it, it definitely hooked me and and it's uh yeah i think everybody's gonna really be interested <laughs> in uh you know what's ahead for robert march it's uh it's really cool i, I was really thrilled by it i'm glad you liked it uh, you know, my my goal was to 
to write a page turner, right? Oh yeah. And I think I did that. Every every chapter ends on a cliffhanger. And uh, I love that. Uh, you know, it just sucks you right through it. You know, it's like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. what, what, what now? You know, yeah. Um, and and that that was kind of a revelation to me when I was writing. You know, like I say, this is my first book, but it kind of dawned on me at some point that the goal of storytelling in general, um not only book writing, but anything, any kind of communications. The goal is to convince the audience, the listener, the reader, whatever, to go one more page, one more chapter, Mm -hmm. to to hook them, right? To pull them through the story. Um, And that's kind of, you know, I played with that, you know? It was almost like... um, uh, how can I put it? I mean, you know, it's not like I was setting out to write great literature, right? I mean, I've 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 tried that before, and you know, kind of, I've not, I've, I don't think I'm the person to to do that. This is more like pop fiction, okay? Um, you know, more more like, and it, actually, it's more like a movie, right? Um, where uh, there are certain turning points in every every film. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, I kind of came out of the filmmaking um, world, and I'd studied for years. I've studied screenplay structure um, and uh, aspects related to that, like like uh, the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're probably familiar with that term. Sure, sure. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really uh, sort of a student of, of all of that. And I really followed that structure. I followed a screenplay structure more than a book structure, um, which is why, uh, also I think why it's, it's not really uh, a long piece of work because a movie script, uh, a typical script should be about 120 pages, uh, much shorter than a novel, obviously. Um, and I patterned the story structure of Jump on a screenplay structure. I watched a lot of YouTube videos during the writing when I was really <laughs> finishing it up. Yeah. A lot, but they were all on screenplay. I'm not, I watched a few on novel writing but I, I didn't really get much out of that but to me the the nuts and bolts uh the practical um the practical elements of how to write a good screenplay um i can kind of sink my teeth into that you know it's not esoteric it, mm-hmm. it's more you know sort of practical you know at at roughly a third of the way into the the story a certain thing has to happen at the halfway point. Something big has to happen. The turning point at the you know end of the middle two thirds. You have to turn into the final act. All of that kind of structural stuff. I love it. 
Yeah. Uh, and then applying Joseph Campbell's um, ideas um, as far as a hero's journey and the archetypal characters, um, all of that, I definitely use those tools. And it really helped. It really helped. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's just, it's a good framework, um, you know, to kind of hang your story on. And I think, you know, it's kind of a lot of people sort of dispute um, that whole hero's journey structure. And they say, oh, it makes for formulaic movies or what have you. But I don't believe that. You know, to me, to me, it's like um, those elements in the hero's journey uh, are, uh, they have to be in a story. Even if, you know, you can't do it artificially. They have to occur organically. It's more like, it's more like you're writing, you're, you're in that zone, you're creating. And then, after, you know, when you come up for air, you can look back and say, oh, yeah, that here is the, the herald uh, archetype. Here, mm. Here's the call to action. Here's the refusal of the call. Mm -hmm. All of those you can look back and say, oh, yeah, I've got all of those things in my story. It's not like you forced them in it, but it's more right. check. And it, it also can help you if, okay, where do I go next, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so that that's, I always saw this story as a movie. I still do. Um, yeah. I mean, I totally see it as a movie. And, 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 my editor Daryl, he he agrees. It's, it's like a movie, um, which made it so incredible back in February of this year, when this ability to create these characters with AI voices mm. Mm -hmm. emerged. It's like the universe just gave me. Okay, you're not. You can't make a movie. You know, uh, that's not going to happen. But look, here's a toy box with any number of characters you can you can create. You can have <laughs> them speak your words. And, it, it, and plus, I'm an editor. Anyway, like uh, I was a, a, a film video editor, so I I knew I know how to edit. You know, uh, which you know I edited the whole thing in GarageBand. But um oh neat. Yeah, man. I mean, that was like holy crap. This is this is amazing. I mean, so so I ended up making a movie out of it, but it's an audio movie. Um, uh, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna mention, I mean, because it's like I said, it's got a very cinematic feel to it. And then with with you doing something that is a first for the show, you've got this released uh it's not just audio but like you said it's it's ai audio and it's got it's got a little bit of sound effects to it it's got some uh, uh well it, it's a complete cinematic feel it uh, really has everything that you need to pull you in and uh it was really incredible what, what was that process like and, and why did you decide to go with that yeah um well um, you know, I'm, I'm a web developer. I have a web de development company and I teach web development at a college. So I'm in the, you know, I'm a kind of a technical guy uh, in that regard. 
but I'm really a creative person. I came, I came at all the technology from kind of a right brain um, approach, as opposed to you know analytical. And I I've learned all this technology to be creative, you know, and um, so I'm I, to begin with. I I was uh, of course just astonished at um when chat gpt first came out i got wind of that um i mean it only came out in november of last year so i must have got wind of it somewhere in like early january late december uh and i started playing with it i'm like holy crap this is a total total paradigm shift we've never had anything <laughs> like this uh, i actually ended up incorporating teaching elements of it in my web development class classes um but then i got wind of this company called uh, 11 labs okay uh, wow. 11 labs a, a startup i think they're in sweden i'm not sure but i think they're in sweden anyway somehow i got wind of it and i went to it and i tested it and i'm like wow this this is I mean this sound like people I mean that, that doesn't mm. sound artificial at all. No, it sounded it sounded like somebody just reading the book like like yeah, normal. I know it's incredible. So I did I did a few I did the first maybe half of a chapter uh, with the free version of Eleven Lab, just as you know goofing around really. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm like, you know, and I, I, I thought, wow, this is pretty cool. But I didn't really think anything beyond that. But I, uh, I was in class. I was teaching uh, my Web 4 class one, day, one evening. I teach them at night. And I thought, uh, and we were talking about AI in that class. I was, you know, we were experimenting with it. Uh, and I said, check this out. And I played those first, you know, first few pages uh, to the class. And and they were like, wow, that, that's pretty amazing. And I'm like, yeah, I, th I think it's pretty cool. And one student, one particular student, um, uh, a kid named Jake, it, by, by this time, all my classes, my students knew that I'd written a book. Right, mm -hmm. I knew about that, and Jake said, "Man, you could do your whole book on this with characters and everything." I'm like, "You know, you're right." <laughs> so I kind of owe it to Jake. He he he's the one that really kind of planted because I I'd want I I I'd actually tried to do an audio book. You, you mentioned that you listened to my Cold War or Cool War. Mm -hmm. uh, podcast thing so i'd kind of done that thing that type of thing before with my own voice and uh, you know kind of in a storytelling podcast sort of format mm -hmm. but and i and i started i kind of goofed around with jump doing that and i'm like nah I can't, i'm not going to be able to do it i mean i, I it's going to take forever uh you know because like you know you gotta it takes me you know 10 different tries to get one sentence clear 
but then what are you going to do when you have a female character? You know, I'm not going to read. I'm not going to act like, <laughs> you know, and that's one thing yeah. about audiobooks. I, I, I don't like, you know, that aspect of audiobooks when a male author is, you know, reading a female character. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't work for me. You know? Right. I'm going to do that. But this, I'm like, well, how? They've got female, female voices. I could do the whole thing, you know. So that's how it came about. And I started uh, February 14th, as a matter of fact, my wife's birthday uh, of this year. Yeah. And I finished uh, I finished up, uh, what, three weekends ago. I did a chapter every weekend. Okay. It, it took, it, you know, to do it right. I mean, you can't just dump your content in there and hit a button and let it run. I mean, those characters, it's pretty amazing. Those characters, those voices in Eleven Labs application, um, you, you got to work them, kind of, you know. Mm, yeah. Because, you know, and and so I would go a lot of times sentence by sentence. I'd have a character, you know, speak a line. Ah, that's not quite right. I need a pause, you know, right here. So I'd put a. Uh, ellipses and a line break that would cause them to you know like express the sentence differently interesting yeah i mean it's not automatic yeah so you know i tweaked and tweaked. it's kind of like nah do it again you know <laughs> kind of like uh i felt like uh what's his name it's stanley kubrick um, with Shelley Duvall when they were making the screening, <laughs> you know, yes, he yes. drove her insane because he, I got to do it again. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> it's kind of, but get the cool thing: the robots never complain. <laughs> they don't get tired. They'll do it again. You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, so that's that awesome. Was a pretty amazing experience. It really was. Well, and and you've got this uh, released on. I mean, the, the book itself is on Amazon. It's available for Kindle Unlimited. Uh, but then you also have it coming out as these individual episodes, a chapter at a time, yeah, for free. I mean, it, oh, I, yeah. I, I went to your website and was able to listen to that first one, and that's that's awesome. What what inspired you to put those out like that and not put them all together as as an audio book? Well. Um, hmm. Actually, you know, it ended up on Audible um, with all the other audio books. Um, mm. That's kind of a interesting little uh, quirk. If you if you you know you've been through the process of getting your podcast on Spotify, mm -hmm. uh, you go through that process with Amazon. Amazon has a podcasting platform. Uh, yep. You know, if you're on Amazon, it gets on Audible. So you're probably on Audible too. So so technically it is an audiobook. Um okay. You know. Um but the my I guess um in answer to your question, uh I wanted to I wanted to like dole it out, you know, on a weekly basis to try to build an audience. Oh yes. And um and I, you know, of course, you know, how do you get people to consume 
your your content is practically impossible. Right, um, right. You know, leave alone trying to, you know, get money from people. But <laughs> my my thinking was, all right, let me let me do this. Pod- I I already knew how to do the podcasting thing. I knew how to you know do all the technical part, all the creative part. I had a great story. Let me just kind of put it out there weekly uh, and see what happens. Um, maybe somebody will hear it and uh, we'll go, you know what? That'd make a great movie. Uh, ah, to- yeah. smart. That kind of thing. I got you. Yeah. In other okay. words, maybe, maybe if I buy the lottery ticket, I'll actually win. <laughs> Not like that. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah, <laughs> you never know until you put it out there. You don't know. I mean, what are you going to do if you're a creative person? What? What? You know, are you not going to create? Exactly. You're yeah. Quit creating. Yep. Unlike, I know. I keep staring at my screen, but the words are not popping on there by themselves for me. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how that works. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Greg! This has been amazing, man. There's just there's just so much more. I wish I had time to dive into, but uh, you know, for everybody listening that who who I know is going to want to know more about you, where can they go to uh, to find out more about you and hear hear about these amazing books? Well, um, I've got a website, greghallmark.com. Uh, it's got my stuff on it. Um, the podcast version of the book has a website. It's called therobertmarch.com where all the episodes are there. Of course, you can get it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, yada, yada, all of them. Um, you can get the book on Amazon. Uh, go to Amazon and search uh, either Greg Hallmark, it's the only book I got on there, uh, or the Robert March Chronicles. Um, and I'd love to hear from you guys, anyone, you know. Uh as you know, I'm being a writer. Um, feedback is always welcome. Um, oh yeah, I, I, I'm a feedback junkie. You know, please, you know, tell me, tell me what you think. Tell me, tell me why it's good or why it's horrible. Either way, I don't know. Just tell me something. Uh, so feel free to reach out to me through any of those avenues. Uh, you can reach me. All right. And of course, everybody, we're going to have the links for all that in the show notes. So that way you can uh, click those links and go check out everything about Greg, uh, the Robert March Chronicles. And uh, and we touched on it a little bit, but he also has another uh, podcast, a little bit of it. It sounds like it's a little bit of your past uh, in yeah. the military, the Cool War podcast, which which I've listened to a couple. And that's been really interesting as well. So everybody can go check out all of that just by clicking in the show notes. Greg, again, man, this has been fantastic. I've really enjoyed my time with you. And uh, yeah, I think everybody's going to love this. Well, thank you, Jason. I really appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me to be on your show, man. And uh, and good luck with your book. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. All right, everybody. Well, that is it today. But uh, make sure you click that subscribe button so you don't miss out next week when we're back with Greg's reading. And it's the AI reading of his book, Jump, the Robert March Chronicles. That's next week. So until then, take care.